0: Welcome to the podcast
1: by Mikhail Alfon. What's up, guys? And welcome to another episode of A Day in the Life. As always, I am super pumped about this episode, but this one in particular because today I have Gary V. Allen, uh, an incredible uh, filmmaker, in my opinion, a really great person, and I'm pumped to call him my friend uh, as of, Recently and we've been able to work a lot on a lot of pro- projects together. Um, today we're going to be talking about filming, uh, freelance video making video making. Was that correct? Yeah, sure. Okay. Freelance video making. Um, and, uh, I don't know, probably, avocados since (laughs) since you don't like them i have actually
0: (laughs) some new stuff to say about avocados okay
1: all right cool so i'm really excited about this uh about this conversation today and i'm glad that you guys are here but before i speak too much mason why don't you say what's up to the audience and tell us a little bit about yourself
0: what's up guys uh yeah so i'm a freelance filmmaker and photographer i live in la north hollywood specifically i've been here for like two years um yeah i'm 20 years old if that makes if that makes any difference and, um, yeah, Mikhail is like my favorite human at the moment
1: that's that's cool. I, Second I would like
0: favorite to... human because I have a girlfriend, yeah, <laughs> good catch
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, I mentioned quickly that I'm maybe not a Gary V. Allen, but you worked at Vaynermedia for a little bit,
0: right yep. eleven months
1: eleven be. months, so you worked at Vaynermedia for about a year, and that's where you started your career. No, so I actually
0: um for about for almost i think it was nine months prior to vayner media i worked with a woman named cy wakeman who um keynote speaker has Mm. a whole philosophy on like ditching the drama in the workplace and that also applies to life taught me a ton just like as you know me myself um and then when i went to vayner it was funny i actually got hired to vayner and she hired vayner um at the same time so i ended up working with her again as a vayner talent client not my own client so that's so far.
1: interesting so to the listener who may not know uh vayner media has a vayner, a vayner talent arm where they produce content and manage would you say manage manage personal brands for c-level executives that type of thing
0: yeah it's gary's model of content distribution for clients Yeah, absolutely so
1: l- let's back up just a little bit i mean earlier today we were talking about how you used to edit videos in english class in high school you but what I'm interested in is how did you end up getting like a, it sounds like you were doing a personal brand almost project before even working at, at a Vayner talent.
0: Yeah. So essentially how that happened was I was making my own YouTube videos just because it was fun. I enjoyed it. Um, I started working with like a car dealership in my town. I did a commercial spot, which was like my first big gig, that kind of thing, um, locally. And then, um, I made this one video that was like with my youth pastor at the time and he like was talking about God and blah blah. I made this like kind of pretty video out of it. And um so fast forward a little bit, uh somebody in Size Company reached out to D Rock, Gary's um videographer and I was follow- I was like following Gary at the time, that mm. kind of thing and they were just like hey we're in omaha nebraska we like need somebody for video do you know anybody d rock retweeted it and i tweeted back and just said i'm interested and then from there it was um it was two phone calls a skype interview and then they flew me out to denver for um this you know uh keynote speech she was giving like did this whole trip that kind of thing and um yeah it was essentially just I was following Gary and um very in <laughs> that hustle mentality. let me get whatever I can, yeah and um made that link.
1: that's awesome, dude so how many uh you've worked with a bunch of people now? are we allowed to talk about them on yeah it? okay, cool, so you've worked with a bunch of great people, Tom Billy was one mm-hmm. um there's another one that just slipped my mind that you that you also worked with with our mutual friend Brittany, or is it two of them? Who Danica.
0: Yeah, Danica Breisha yeah. is a curve model, um, owner owner of Model Meals, mm-hmm. um, which is a healthy meal de- delivery business here mm-hmm. in uh Southern California, yeah. and now Arizona, I think. Um worked with her for a bit. Um I'm trying to think of other big names. I mean, I worked with Nikeo Grico, who sure. owns a, a beauty makeup kind of brand, mm-hmm. which just got bought by Unilever, which owns Dove. So she was, she was really cool human too. Um, but yeah, I've worked with several, you know, big people. A lot of them, like you won't really know their names, but they run like these massive companies and it's, it's crazy to be so close to very smart, successful, you know, quote unquote successful individuals who just
1: really know their shit. Yeah. So what's that like? I mean, you know, Gary's model, maybe some of the listeners might be familiar with Gary's model, but it's basic like uh, with Gary's model It's like it's basically like his uh, his filmers like just follow him around all day yeah and then just edit together content is that what you were doing for them too?
0: yeah pretty much so um the the I guess the model itself is a single pillar piece of content usually like medium to long form so anywhere from five to eight minutes to maybe even like a 20 thirty minute piece of content video content and then from that you pull clips for social media for instagram whatever facebook twitter um you pull quotes out for like quote cards just images with a quote on it whether it's about life or success or what have you um and then you can write articles from whatever was talked about in the video that kind of thing um the pillar piece of content though doesn't necessarily matter Mm -hmm. most of the people that we were working with at vayner talent Um, we're trying to do a quote unquote, like a vlog like Gary does with daily V or like a lot of the vloggers you see on YouTube right now. Um, but for some of them, we were doing like interview shows or, you know,
1: more polished that seems to make more sense to me is like doing shows like that.
0: Um, it depends on what your goal is, is the real issue. Some people, so there was one client in particular, I won't name because it's a vanity thing their entire goal was to grow a following. Like they just wanted an audience that then they could um, monetize, which is a little bit of a vanity kind of thing. Like it feels a little shitty because it kind of is. Because it (laughs) is. Yeah. And so that was their whole goal. And so we were doing a vlog to try and get people interested in them as a person. Um, Didn't quite work. In fact, the piece of content failed and like, but all the, the like social media clips and stuff that we were pulling out of it was actually valuable. And it was like distilling the, the valuable pieces out of, out of that vanity piece. And so those did well, but then his YouTube just like did not work out well.
1: So we've, uh, we've concluded that it's a, he, no, nah, I'm not even going to try and ask. <laughs> I realized I said he, and I was like, Oh no. <laughs> so, um, I have a question for you then. Like you actually mentioned to me uh, when we were kind of talking about content that I could potentially create for myself outside of the podcast Uh while we were talking about this. And you said something to me that kind of stuck with me and you're like, I'm not sure that a vlog is really for you yet. Uh you know what i mean i mean like this is my life is in front of this desk Uh, to the listener we're back at the office it's 138 degrees i'm pretty (laughs) sure in here. Um, it's pretty hot but my life is in front of this desk sometimes it's exciting i guess you could say yeah um but my question to you is in your opinion what makes somebody interesting enough to have a vlog um i don't
0: think there's anything that makes a person themselves interesting enough i think it's where they are and what they're doing and specifically like the the dynamics of that Mm -hmm. like if you are constantly in different cities if you are in a lot of meetings with different people or even having a lot of different interesting people come to your office to meet you there has to be like you to do a vlog or something even very very frequently it has to be different it's just different enough to give new value each time you make a video. And also, um, I mean, uh, new value and it's got to be dynamic. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, makes a lot of sense. Did I yeah. just – I'm sorry if I distracted you all reaching for No, my notes. totally
0: okay. I lose my train of thought sometimes.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, so that, that part's really interesting. Now, for somebody that might not be um, – let's say they're not always in a place like doing something new. Like most of their work is behind a computer. Like you mentioned that doing like a talk show or something like that might be a, an alternative yeah. to video content.
0: Yeah. Talk about what you know about because even, I mean, here's the thing too is if you, I would say in that case, talk about what you know about and do as much of it as you can. So if you can for the next year, put out one piece of content every single week and give away everything that you know, Right. Even if you only make it to those like 52 videos in that year, maybe you take a couple weeks off. It's like 50 weeks. You've got 52 pieces out and now people know what your expertise is. And you've taken enough. Hopefully you actually know enough that enough times in those 50 videos, you have said something or explained a concept that then they went and tried to do themselves And they fail that because it's too complicated for them because it's your expertise and then they'll come to you for it Yeah, because they can't do it themselves. They don't have the time. They don't have the expertise. They don't have whatever. And then also you're teaching people. So the people that actually can do it, great. Mm -hmm. Like they can, and they're going to thank you for the fact that you gave them the
1: knowledge. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that's excellent. Uh, Like those are excellent points. Now, what about, I mean, just putting out the content in itself yep. isn't enough. No. I don't think. Um, for example, and I, it's not that I want to talk about this for me, but I, I would love to actually just get real with any of the listeners that's interested in building a personal brand or something like that. Mm-hmm. Th- I'm pretty sure I have 75 um, videos out on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I have 75 views collectively on youtube but the content's out there i've built, you know the content's out there whatever i don't know if i focus on uh optimization or distribution of those youtube channels but do you have any you know advice for you know optimizing content for youtube or where else somebody should be distributing that content
0: so you said optimizing for optimizing so let me preface this by saying this right so my entire like job livelihood the money that i make the life that i live is predicated on my ability to make films and grow people's brands, right? That's all I do. To this day, I have like 258 subscribers on YouTube because that hasn't been my focus. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of a different game. But also, as far as optimizing for platforms, the biggest thing is to respect the platform and whatever is the norm. So like on Facebook, I'm not going to go post... You know, like I'm not gonna post. I'm not gonna take the video that I made for YouTube and just repost it with the same end card and the same like opener and all of the same content as uh, as YouTube onto Facebook, right? Like it, it's disrespecting the viewer. A because you're giving them the same thing on in two different places, and B because that's not how people on Facebook consume. I'm not gonna take. I'm not gonna go to Instagram and post a landscape video with no subtitles. Because that's not how people actually consume that content, right? IGTV right now. The biggest thing with that, that's wrong with IGTV is no one has adopted shooting vertical video. Because this is the first platform that is optimized for specifically vertical video. So what everyone's doing... Now, don't get me wrong. It's better to put something out than nothing. But what everyone's doing is they're taking their landscape videos. They're cropping in on it. And the quality gets shitty. And then it's really tight on their face and they're putting on it on IGTV. It's better to have it there than not. But what we're getting right now is everyone, everyone is taking everything they've ever made landscape, all of their greatest hits, that kind of thing. They're cropping in on it, throwing it on IGTV and nobody's watching IGTV right now because it's all shit.
1: You want to know, I got to toot my own horn for a second. I've been saying for like four years, three and a half years. That, pe- that people need to start shooting in uh, the Vertical 916 because Snapchat made it cool. Yep. You know what I mean? Um, and I remember talking to my cinematographer friends. They're like, oh, it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. Like, it's it's happened. It just hasn't happened, like, at scale yet, right? Mm-hmm. And now that it's here, it's like everybody's, like, almost scrambling. I think those were excellent points that you brought up that, like, it, you're shooting tight on the face, things like that. But it, don't you think it's kind of hard to, like, All right, I gotta shoot for the for this platform. Now I gotta shoot for this platform. Crop it, edit it, that whole thing. Yes.
0: Here, so I have a couple thoughts on it. So right now, one of the biggest brands I'm working with is K Swiss, right? Mm -hmm. We can maybe get into that later, but um, we're doing a very specific kind of content for YouTube. It's essentially a vlog. It's like gonna be weekly once it starts coming out, and um, it's about things going on in the company, that kind of thing, right? We thought about cropping in on it, throwing it on IGTV, making like a second cut of it for that. Um, But there's a couple issues with that. First off, it wasn't shot um, vertical, so it's going to be weird. Second, that's not really what people are watching there. And it's definitely, definitely not what K-Swiss's existing following is following them on on Instagram in general for. They're following them for photos of shoes Mm. um, that are are styled certain ways so they can get a feel for how to wear the brand, right? That's the content that K-Swiss is putting out. So doesn't it make sense for K-Swiss to then take IGTV, vertical video, and shoot with a model or someone prominent, you know, a collab that they're doing and shoot them in the shoes styled a certain way and then also do like a an interview in vertical format with them specifically for IGTV because that is in line with what they're already doing there and it's in line with, um, it's using the vertical format to shoot a person straight up and down, a good frame. Um, it's using the vertical format in a unique way um that you couldn't do landscape right so my point in saying that is like there's there's gotta be a reason for the con you you have to match the content to the format or the the platform so um there's specific things about it that make it that that lend itself to that kind of content does that make sense that right. wasn't very articulate but
1: no but it may it makes sense though like I think one of the points in a nutshell is that Like you have to understand like for one, you have to understand that all of your following on IGTV, like if you're going to use that platform, for example, all of your following on IGTV uh, is from Instagram right now. Mm -hmm. So you have to understand why are people even following me on Instagram? Mm -hmm. And then you have to carry on that story in video in video form. Right. And not just the crop, but you have to also optimize for the crop, but you have to optimize that there, Uh, the form, the, the format of the video to look good to feel good so that people will actually watch it. Cause right now the content on there kind of sucks.
0: Yeah. Even just to like respect the viewer. That's like, if I'm going to go and watch something, if I'm going to follow you for something, like it's because you're giving me some sort of value. Maybe the value is entertainment. Yeah, Maybe it's because it's funny. Maybe it's because like I learned something from you that's so valuable to my life. Like it helped me make money even. Yeah. Right. That's why I watch Gary still. Yeah. Um, and so you, you just have to respect that. Don't be a dick and give them shit that they don't want from you. Right.
1: That's really interesting. It's it's points that you that are so. Uh, you know I don't want to say obvious and like take away from the fact that you just drop some heat on us, but it's <laughs> but it's just like it's like yeah that obviously makes sense that you got to do that same thing for yeah. IGTV. People just
0: don't want to take that advice because it it's not in their best interest. Right. If I could put out whatever the fuck I wanted and you would watch it and I make money from it. That's amazing for me, but that's not the way the world works.
1: Are you focused at all on building your own personal brand?
0: Focusing? No. What I'm, so I, I want to, the issue is I can't figure out something that is, or haven't yet figured out something that is sustainable with the work that I'm doing and is true to me. Yeah. Right. So what I'm really focused on right now is just building really deep relationships with the people that I work with mm-hmm. and getting um, really like 2018 is my finance year. I've had so many financial struggles like through my childhood and through the last couple of years of my life working at Vayner. I was not making shit yeah. like I was making maybe like three, four hundred dollars more than rent. And I at that time, like I hadn't encountered minimalism at all and i'm just like spending money on eating out and random right. shit that i don't need and so that 400 bucks is gone really fast yeah. and so i've been in that that area of you know serious financial stress trying to figure out how to pay rent now i'm getting out of that and i have a little bit more choice with who i work with that kind of thing and i want to
1: hone in on people that i actually enjoy being around sure that makes a lot of sense and that in itself is a brand and I think that people forget that your brand is really just your reputation and the people that you hang out with. Very, very true. So it's, do you ever think about that kind of as like, this is kind of a weird way to say this, but it's like, you ever think about the fact that somebody might think of somebody you're associated with in any shape, form or fashion, and then automatically assume that you hold maybe the same ideals or standards as that person.
0: Definitely. And So it's it's kind of funny because, um, that happens with Gary, right? People hear that I work for Gary. They think that I'm like this hustler mentality. I went in there, got paid shit, but just like wanted to work with him, that kind of thing. Um, I was in the LA office. I wasn't around him. I've met him like maybe three or four times. One of those times is outside of working at Vayner. And, um, I don't believe in like that constant hustle for myself, Right. Some people have gigantic goals that they're going after and they've got to work 14 hours a day for 20, 40 years to achieve those goals. I don't have that. Like, I want a really nice life. I want to enjoy every single second that I can. And part of that is having my finances in order to where Mm -hmm. I don't have to worry about money whatsoever and I can just enjoy every moment. Even right now, I'll be doing stuff I love, but I'm like, "Uh, I got to pay rent in five days and... Like then I'm going to have 400 bucks left in my account. So I got to figure out like, how do I stretch that to, you know, and where can I get the next, sh- you know what I mean? Like yeah, that yeah. kind of stuff is going on. And it's like money has always been this little thing in the back of my mind and just like steals a little bit of that joy. It's like the yin and yang, you know, there's always a little bit of bad in the good yeah and the money has always been that thing. So I like want to figure that out and then i just want to enjoy
1: life. So what are some of your um, hacks to minimalism? Minimalism
0: is – so I'm super new on minimalism. I discovered Matt D'Avella. He's awesome. You should check him out on YouTube, and he has a podcast called The Ground Up Show. And um, he – so minimalism – like, essentially, minimalism is the question – Does this add value to my life, whether it's a physical item Mm -hmm. or whether it's, you know, the food that you're about to eat or whether it's the money that you're about to spend or the trip you're going to go on or the relationship that you're in? And a lot of times, like. I know for myself, like I have just bought things because I want essentially the dopamine hit of getting this new thing that might help me a little bit, but for the vast majority of time, it's going to like sit in my drawer and, and not do much specifically. I have a graphics tablet that I bought to be able to use to retouch photos. And I've used it for retouching photos a total of two times in the last six months. Right. And it's actually not any faster than me with a trackpad Cause I've gotten really good with that. And, so why did I pay a hundred dollars on it and why is it sitting in my drawer that I am telling myself that I want to clean out because it's too cluttered and I can't get to the things <laughs> I actually need to get to, you know? Yeah. So that's like the thing about minimalism to me is there's, I, I haven't like done the whole declutter thing yet, but the, it's that question of does this set value?
1: What's the declutter thing as you're looking at my desk right now?
0: <laughs> well, the declutter thing is essentially like, so the way that Joshua Fields Milburn puts it, of the minimalist, he says, um, well, so the average American household has 300,000 items in it. Now think about how many, like of those items you actually use. Right. I can think about my parents' house, 300,000 items in a household, 300,000 individual items. And think about like how much you probably spent like average like, yeah. on each item.
1: I guess if you start counting like Q-tips, <laughs> right
0: but even that sure. you've, you've got maybe like 100 200 q-tips in your house at most sure in a pack right Three
1: hundred thousand just seems like a lot to me
0: it is a lot okay that's the point
1: there's so many <laughs> <laughs>
0: there's so many things but like my parents at my parents house right there's a bunch of my stuff a bunch of their stuff in the garage in boxes because we might need it someday mm-hmm. no you're yeah. not going to need it someday. You Ever. haven't needed it in the last 15 years. Why is it there so that your car can't pull into the drive, into yep. the, the garage, you know? I wish
1: my parents were listening to this.
0: And also, how much money could you make from all the useless, like, useless to you things in there? Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And how much money did you spend to get it in the first place? Yeah. And I'm thinking about, I'm literally thinking about getting this microphone for my camera. It's like 60 bucks. And I'm like, I actually kind of need it for this one job. But then I'm like, uh, I've been making do with the mics that I have. So can I keep doing that? Or do I really need to bring this other like physical item into my, into my life that I got to store in that drawer with that graphics tablet? Yeah. I don't know. It's a relatively new thing to me, but I'm getting a little bullish on it.
1: I think that's, but okay. But what about when you were living through or when you were working at Vayner, you were barely making rent, that type of thing. Like, how did you even make that happen? Like $400 at the end of the month isn't easy.
0: Multiple times I had to ask for money from my parents. <sighs> yeah, it sucks. I, that's like the thing I, so here's the thing. I, I dropped out of, out of college eight months in, so they're not paying for my college. I was, I have been mostly paying for rent, all my bills, like even my phone bill, like everything. Right. So asking for 200 bucks cause I couldn't quite make rent was not a big deal to them but to and and they're not paying $35,000 a year for me to go to college. Yeah. You know, and like room and board and all that shit. So it's like give me 200 bucks to make rent while I'm out here like making my dreams happen or whatever. They don't care. But for me it's like, ah, I got to ask my parents for money yeah. after I've moved out and I'm 3,000 miles away. Like <laughs> No, I don't want to do that. <laughs> Thankfully I've gotten to the point that I haven't had to do that. Um, in like a few months, and anyways, yeah, yeah.
1: But that I mean, you have to go through those things. Yeah, and you
0: have to. It's part of my. There, there's like a piece of. Um, there was one day I was headed to a client shoot. I couldn't pay for an Uber, so I walked about a mile and a half there while I was at vayner. I walked about a mile and a half to the client's house for this shoot. Um, and I wanted a coffee on my way there, and I had three dollars in my bank account, and I couldn't pay for the coffee because it was three twenty five. <laughs> and like respect. That's that was like one of those moments. I was like, "Ugh, I'm so broke," and I've climbed out of that. So it's like,
1: how long ago was that?
0: Uh, that was like August of last year. So I don't know. Okay, like, almost a year.
1: Man, you're walking in the streets of L.A. <laughs> uh, like <laughs> if it was anything like today, yeah. 110 degrees or whatever it was. Yeah, that was pretty rough. Yeah, that that is pretty rough. <laughs> that that's pretty rough. But I mean, shoot, you made it out of there. Like, yeah. I I always tell the joke about the two dollar eighty nine cent um, Jack in the Box meal, like yeah. the entrepreneur special type of thing, because I c- couldn't afford the same thing, but you got out of it. So yeah. the that's biggest good. thing
0: for me is like e- in that moment, especially that one, because <laughs> I I kind of like done this subconsciously a few times, and then that moment I was like, this is my poor story. Like now I have my story of like, (laughs) I, that happened to me. I was there. That was my reality. And now this is my reality. Do you ever
1: kind of think that way? Like just about things like when you are dealing with something difficult and you say, I'm really pumped for this because this is going to make it for a good story when I come out of it.
0: Yeah. My girlfriend doesn't get it. (laughs) She doesn't get it. Yeah. Like sometimes like, I don't know. I somewhat enjoy those little struggle moments. Yeah. Like I'm like, Shit, I can't pay rent. How am I going to figure this out? I'm going to have a great story out of this. Um, Whereas, like, sometimes it's just like, oh, shit, I can't pay rent. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's not fun. (laughs) I honestly, so here's another thing. I honestly think it's, like, hard for me to experience deep anxiety or, like, deep, like, sad emotion. Really? Yeah. I I honestly think I might have like a cortisol like mess up thing or something. Cause it's even hard for me to like cry about things I actually there have been moments where I'm sitting there, like really upset about something, and I'm trying to cry and can't make the tears
1: come. Do you ever cry about movies in movies? No.
0: Never. Not one. I will literally like I'll see a very sad moment in a movie and I will be like applauding the director for how well they pulled that off.
1: Okay. That's fair. Which is different, but You seem like you experience happiness pretty well, unless you're a crazy associate. I love happiness. Yeah, it's way better. (laughs) 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 Yeah, very much so. Do you believe happiness is a choice?
0: Uh, hmm. Uh, hmm. So I have a weird thing on this because I cannot deny the effects of actual clinical depression mm. or anything like that like it is absolutely 100% real but i think for people that are not in biological like deficiencies or anything like that um yeah 100%
1: yeah
0: i mean you can totally be happy with the process of of being poor and trying to come up or you know um realizing that that breakup was actually good for you. Mm-hmm. Even like in the moment that it's happening, you're like, it sucks that I'm losing this person. But at the same time, like I know six months from now, it's going to be like, great. I'm going to be very happy that they did that. And I'm going to realize that they weren't good for me. Even
1: if I don't feel that way in this moment. So Chamberlain is your girlfriend. Yep. Have you ever dealt with, and you guys have been together for a long time. Yep. You ever dealt with a hard breakup? With Chamberlain? Not with Chamberlain. No, I'm sorry. Just before Ye- you met her yeah yeah
0: so there was there was one person in high school sure i'm 20 years old dude high school
1: love is real love
0: i i think it is too but so many people knock it i almost like have to anyways it was yeah it was like a year and a half on and off and um i was blatantly infatuated with this girl
1: Right. i wish the listeners could see the look yeah on your face because
0: right i'm now. like like I, was, i've i never seen him look more serious it's his life. so ridiculous like i was it, like and i say infatuation very specifically because it was exactly that it was complete unrequited love it was like i was totally infatuated with her and for no reason like um yeah but anyways year and a half on and off and then like it like in a very ugly way um it was weird though because then like two whose years fault later was it? huh
1: whose fault was it
0: <sighs> hmm. i mean i think everything's my fault there's always everything something that i could have done fault. yes yeah i mean
1: but really it, what was the catalyst can we talk we could talk about it
0: the okay. catalyst was i was infatuated with a person that didn't care that much for me <sighs> They cared for me. Sure, we were great friends before this whole deal. That kind of like actually cared for each other, brought each other through some really tough times. Like both ends, not just me helping her because that's yeah. a common story. Um, but it wasn't. It wasn't that. Okay, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That got that was a very real moment.
1: No, I'm I'm I'm. I, that's what I wanted to get out of this. I'm trying to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, I I just love what you said about like you can choose to to understand or to like accept the fact that like a breakup in that moment is good for you yeah but
0: here's the thing too is like i didn't in that moment sure it took i that was like it took me eight maybe like eight months to get over that and it was legitimately like like there are two albums that came out in that span of time that like actually were very healing for me what were the albums um ghost stories by coldplay um i
1: forget how far apart we are in age go i on. so
0: love that album oh okay. my god go on um maybe that was the only one actually
1: <laughs> there were some other songs sure
0: there were some other actually there were some old Coldplay was very healing <laughs> there were other
1: songs by then but okay yeah so i didn't mean to take you off your story but
0: what was the story i forget i
1: actually don't remember what the story was oh, it was eight months it was eight months that yeah it, took, it was eight yeah.
0: months of healing music and uh, friends that didn't leave when they definitely should have because I was bonkers.
1: Really? Yeah. That's so crazy. In fact,
0: I told you today that my best friend from back back home is actually moving out here next week. Nice. And he is the guy that, like, it was him and Coldplay got me through that. Oh.
1: Yeah. That's good to hear. Yeah. Uh, You know, I I wanted to say the reason I'm so pumped that you chose that, uh, or I mean that you said that, like, you know, you don't realize that those breakups are – are good for you or you you can choose to be happy that a breakup is good for you in the moment sometimes it's mm-hmm. so not always not always like that and for yeah. maybe m- most people it's not like that i've personally been through like 138 breakups myself <laughs> all of them gut-wrenching <laughs> <laughs> like um but for real it's like sometimes it's like there's there's that unlock where it's like you're you're finally like hitting it on the head like you know you were supposed to break up with that person yeah. you know you were supposed to quit your job you know you're not supposed to be friends with that person anymore and as you're going through it like it's almost like there's a weight that's lifted off your chest and you're like shit I should have done that a long time ago it's a great feeling
0: yeah I feel that I've never had the um I've never had the feeling that I should have done something a long time ago maybe it's because I'm young
1: that's true a long time ago isn't that long for you
0: yeah. Yeah, but also like, <laughs> with that breakup, with the other breakups that I've been through, like I, there was one person I was, I was with her for, literally like three weeks, and it's not like it was a eighth grade thing. It was like, senior year, I think. Um,
1: I was with her which for like was three weeks, f- which is far more important. It is, it is fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> you <laughs> no. know, what? so here's here's the thing with the high school thing yeah. because you brought that up. Uh huh. I um, went. If I'm talking to a high school kid about their high school girlfriend, yep, or whatever, yep, then it's like, dude, like it's not it like it'll be fine. There is life after Wendy Peppercorn, right? <laughs> yeah. But like and and like I I almost like dismiss it. However, looking back and like just maybe being more self aware and like understanding these, like what my perception of love or anything might be, I realize that. That was love at that time. That was as real as it could possibly yeah. be. and it was my entire world. So I'm not trying. I was just shit like no, I totally
0: I completely agree with that because it's like it's your whole world. It's like what matters to you. yeah, you know, and it's it's definitely just hormones. It's definitely just like you have a limited selection in a way. yeah. and you like find somebody and you're just like all in on it and you think, that like like high school is your whole world. Those hundred women in your class or whatever are your your that's whole so world. So crazy
1: that you said a hundred. You went to high school in Kentucky. Yeah, I went to high school out here in Orange County. Yeah, my graduating class was like thirty two hundred people. God,
0: <laughs> <laughs> well your world was a lot bigger than me. Yes, but um, yeah, like that's I, your I understand world, you your know? point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's like it really matters to you. Yeah. So I I feel like when you are talking to that high schooler you have to get them out of their small mindset yeah. make sure that they know that this breakup while it's your entire world there's a much bigger world out there it's crazy though because but it's like
1: real. not every like not everybody can get out of that small mindset i'm constantly blown away by you every time that we talk cuz i feel you know i your light years beyond your age They're like oh. whenever you say you're 20 i'm like what <laughs> you know what i'm saying but like i didn't get out of my small world until like 4 years ago And some might debate that I'm still in this weird (laughs) bubble of like my Instagram account and my podcast. And that's all that matters to anybody ever. Um, But like, but yeah, like it's hard to get somebody out of that like small world mentality or mindset type of thing. You've, you have obviously harnessed this at such a young age. Was, have you always been like this? Was there an unlock? Was there somebody in your life that just like, Dropped you on your head and was like, look, there's so much more. I would say all the light touches is yours, but you don't understand any Lion King references.
0: I I was about to say I have zero idea what that means. Exactly. Um, That's funny. Uh, Yeah, I've never seen Lion King for anyone who's wondering.
1: We're going to talk about that. Don't worry. (laughs)
0: Um, What was the unlock? So I since actually since that big breakup, I've been very aware of, like, my own bias, and I think that was the thing. Now, so I became aware of just, like, what I what I think and know to be true very well could just be, like, what I uh, – like, everything is so individual. We all think that we're correct 100% about what we think, but there's so much information that we don't have. So, right. whatever, there's bias. And then um, – Working with Cy Wakeman opened me up to so much. She has this whole thing about, like, um, edit your story. So part of ditching the drama, which is her sort of line, um, is about taking, you have a story of what just happened, right? You were um, in this place. Here, I'll just give you her story. Um, You're sitting at your desk at work, right? This person that you normally talk to walks by your desk without saying a word. That's objectively what happened right and then you make up this story about how they're mad at you for some reason you don't know why you're only ever nice to them and they just walked by your desk didn't even have the courtesy to say hello like why were they just so like not into speaking to you at that moment they must have all this right and so you get into this whole story that never actually happens just they walked by your desk and didn't say hello well maybe they were like thinking about you know, the fact that their stomach is upset because they didn't eat breakfast this morning. Yeah. And you know, so it's like, there's, there's that. And then, you know, listening to Gary's stuff, um, there, there's just like really the biggest, I, I recognize my own bias and wanted to grow from that. Not just said, I recognize I have bias, but I'm going full force in it. Right. Right. I was like, I want to grow from that. I want to be outside of that. And then, I've had all these amazing mentors through being a videographer for these people who have done amazing shit and you have to be smart or, um, self-aware or any of that. You have to be amazing to do amazing shit.
1: Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah.
0: I don't remember your original. Question. I don't really I remember, remember like the original
1: there. question either, but I like everything that you had to say. And I, all I wanted to follow that up with was that, You're insanely self-aware and uh, Also, I guess humble could be the word Um, I just hate those two words those two like phrases or words put together now because well, thank you It's annoying to me like everybody says self-aware and humble these days Um, but but what I've noticed is uh, you're very eager to learn and I feel like that that eagerness to learn uh, and You almost want to pull something of value out of every conversation that you have and like I guess that's kind of a sign of humility in some sort. Uh, But in addition to that, too, it's just I I just think it's so important to consistently do that always. Like, yeah, most like we were talking about the video that we're doing. Right. And you're like, I know that you're not coming from a place like when I was critiquing. It's like I know that you're not coming from a place of trying to flex dominance or something like that. Yeah. And it's like we're just working on a project together. Because you haven't told your story, your story isn't of me. Isn't like I'm this like fucking egomaniacal prick or something like that.
0: And I've I've worked with people who are giving me notes because they're above me and they have to, right? You know, and even somebody who, uh, like I've worked with um, someone in an art department, and I'm under them, and I'm a video expert. I can make better videos than they can, and then they give me notes on videos, which great outside feedback is amazing. Even if you can't do it, you can still give great advice on it right? just about what it should look like. Um, But they were getting very nitpicky specifically for the fact that they wanted to assert their dominance over me because they were in a position above me. Right. And that's just bullshit. Yeah. And it's also it's an intent thing. They wanted to stroke their own ego. They wanted to feel important. I know that you don't do that. Yeah. So if you're giving me a note, it's something you noticed.
1: Yeah. That's Forever. cool. I respect that. Uh, yeah. And I appreciate that you don't think I'm a dick. Yeah. And I don't intent, know if everybody Intent
0: that. is just huge to me. Intent is everything.
1: Kind of. You ever see um, The Dark Knight? No, not The Dark Knight. The first Batman. Mm-hmm. Batman Begins. Yep. Or maybe it was The Dark Knight. It's not uh, It's not your intention that matters. It's the thing that that you do that matters
0: fair but i think you're i think what you do comes out of your intent
1: like in my
0: version of the word intent
1: what do they call it after after it like if i were to rebuttal that then it would just be semantics right is that the word you're good at words i'm Probably. not as good at words i think so yeah <laughs> i've always wanted yeah, to, semantics. semantics
0: yeah because like the same word but different definitions <laughs> then it's like uh we're just getting <laughs> into the stupid shit <laughs> <laughs>
1: speaking of movies you haven't seen the Lion King. That
0: was a great segue. I know I did I that on purpose. I'm so impressed with you, right? Thank now. you. I did
1: that on purpose. <laughs> 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 you go for it. Speaking of, <laughs> now you blew my cover. <laughs> Anyways, speaking of movies, you haven't seen the Lion King, which is fine. You also haven't seen the uh, uh, Fight Club. The Fight Club. The Fight Club. <laughs> you haven't seen Fight Club, which is that one. I'll let you get away with because that was you're 20 years old. Yeah. You were five years old when it came out on DVD. So there's no way that like any parents under the sun would have let you watch that. Pretty I'm sure pretty my sure.
0: parents watched it, but I was never into what they were into.
1: Yeah, for sure. Okay. That's fine. But like, I wouldn't let my kid watch that at fair. five years old. Very fair. So the movie is great. We we're talking about a couple artists, but we were talking about different movies. Uh, the last thing we we're talking about, and it's crazy that I actually have any recall right now. <laughs> um, but, uh, was Michael Bay and how, really like so to the listener what we're talking about is like with uh with Fight Club in my opinion there's so many different layers to the story that it's actually trying to tell um I was not a big fan of Birdman the first time that I watched it Mason opened me up to like watch this again and he's gonna watch Fight Club and before we hang out again we have to watch it's gonna happen I want you to know this I'm gonna watch Birdman this week anyways we're talking about Michael Bay and how the Transformers and any movie that he really does, it's like it's explosions, sweaty dudes, and hot girls. That's basically yep. what that is. And that whole 360 camera angle, what they do around Op- yeah. Optimus Prime. He does that in very many movies. I didn't movies. even think about that, but yeah. yep, that's the thing. He also has that lens that brings out a lot of flares. There's a lot of flares in his lights. I don't know yeah. if I'm calling it the right thing because I'm yeah. not a filmer. But yeah, anyways, what, what is – so like my love for movies goes like – that's the thing I like to do is I like to go to the movies. I'm going to go see a movie with Alexa today. I love either dissecting a story, being able to, uh, you know, just completely shut off like work or whatever it is. Cause I get yeah. so into these. Um, but what would you say is your favorite movie and why?
0: My favorite. So, I mean, I'll give you my top three, but then I'll talk about Birdman. So, <laughs> I mean, obviously, I like Birdman a lot. I'll tell you why in a sec. But then I love Inception, and I love Arrival.
1: Arrival. Oh, was that with... Um,
0: it was the alien one. Yeah, the, I didn't like, finish octopus, it. octopus aliens, whatever. I fell asleep. Sorry, that act- actually gave something away. But um, so Inception, I just like the whole time thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arrival, I did not see coming, and I loved the twist about the language. You gotta watch it to know.
1: Damn it! Because that's what she was trying to figure out the whole time. I fell asleep because I ate too much. Oh,
0: dude, that that <laughs> makes the whole movie. All right, I I so I have two movies to finish before. We oh, I want to talk about that. Anyways, uh, spoiler alert for Birdman. I didn't spoil those two, but I'm going to spoil Birdman. So the thing about Birdman that I love is the whole time you're trying to figure out is he fucking crazy and thinks he has superpowers when really he's just running around in his underwear or something, or does he actually have superpowers? Right. Because like throughout the whole movie, there's this duality of, um, you see him moving things across the room, like breaking vases telepathically. And then like the next shot, some are actually, it's all one shot because anyways, which is amazing. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and then there's, like the next shot, somehow they make you believe that he wasn't actually doing that with his mind. Like, and it's like, you're questioning whether that just happened because of whatever. There's one, there's one scene in particular. This is a better example where he jumps off the roof of a building, flies around the city and it's like beautiful music. He's flying around New York, that kind of thing. And then lands on the sidewalk in front of the theater that he's going to. And he walks in. And then a taxi driver runs in behind him and is screaming like, you forgot to pay me. And so you're like, I just watched him fly around the city. Now this taxi driver is running in. So did he actually just ride a taxi and that was all in his mind? I don't know, right? And then in the end, so this duality is happening throughout the whole thing. And then in the end, he um, jumps out of his his hospital window because his nose got shot off. Anyways, I'll just give that because it's interesting. Um, he's, he jumps out of his hospital window and his his daughter comes in behind him. And she looks down out the, the hospital window and then looks up in the sky and then smiles. And so you, it's either he jumped out and died or he's like flying around now. And so it's like, but the thing is, the, the two ideas about it coexist. And so in life, there's this duality, right? You can hold two competing truths in your head at the same time, right? It's um, There There's some things like you have to believe that um, people are good in the world and mean the best and everyone wants to help each other because that's how the world gets better. But you also have to understand that people are bad. People are out for themselves and that kind of thing. So there's this duality in the world. And that in that movie, they perfectly, masterfully – created this dual reality of he's fucking crazy and he actually has superpowers and there's no actual answer you can't debate either side because the two coexist and that it's insane like to do that and pull it off and actually communicate that message is crazy and then the whole thing is one shot which as a cinematographer that just yeah. yeah,
1: that that is crazy. Insane. I so think there's
0: one shot in that film. I don't know how they did it. There's only one,
1: but I don't. I have it. to rewatch it. It was a long time ago. Like I said, I was falling asleep during that movie because I ate too much and had a couple drinks before I watched it. But it, like I, I think that won a couple Oscars that year. Did it win Best Picture or something?
0: Probably cinematography. I don't think it won Best Picture. Okay. Because a lot of people just didn't
1: get it. I just love that Thank like you. Michael Keaton made like a comeback with that movie. Yeah. And then, in addition to that, I love that he was the Birdman because before that, he was the Batman.
0: Exactly, and there's just so many things like that in it. <laughs> like, oh wait, yeah.
1: do you think they meant to do that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't. So Alejandro a wiz- wizard. There's like
1: so you're you're talking about, and this is so crazy. I wanted to get into the movies, but you're talking about the fact that there's like two truths that people are battling in their in their minds. Yep. Right. So like. Uh,
0: And it's not just those two truths. I think that happens with a lot of things.
1: No, I think it happens like not just in one person's mind, but if you and I were to get into an argument of some sort and we walk away from it with no resolve, it's like, I have to understand that to you, you're right. Yeah. Like you're a hundred percent right. I mean, sometimes like there's those moments where it's like, no, you're actually wrong. Yeah. But like in most cases, in a lot of cases, anyways, I think that like you can be right and I can be right in a certain context and from a certain point of view. Yeah. Do you know of
0: anything that we disagree
1: like that on? Like that we just you actually I, blatantly disagree. You and I personally?
0: Yeah, I don't think we know each other mm. well
1: enough yet to actually no,
0: have one of those. I don't.
1: Th- I don't think so. I, I don't. I hope that we never like get into an argument. But I mean.
0: It would be a very mild argument. I would
1: hope that we do because that would mean that it it would be years down the road, and that would mean that I would be friends with you. Because yep. for at least two years, I'm going to put up the whole thing of like I'm really nice, but really I'm just a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I'm a jerk, and I wanted to get to Kentucky somehow. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, no, but uh, you know, I it, it's crazy to think that. And, and the reason I bring that up is, I mean, you've you've brought up so many different things about like learning from life and things like that. And one of the things that I've personally learned over time is that like, I don't know, people are right to a certain extent. Like you're, that person's right. A lot of what we're arguing about could have been fixed by my own actions. You know what I mean? And a lot of what's going wrong is probably because of me in one way, shape or another. And at the very least, if I do have an argument with somebody, And they think that I'm right or wrong or uh, like they think that I'm wrong and I'm upset about it. I could really just tell myself, well, it's my fault for even being friends with you in the first yeah. place. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny.
0: Can I I was thinking about this while you were talking and listening. I promise I was listening, but can I get barely political?
1: Yeah, that's fine. I know nothing about it, so it might be a one way. Cool. thing. Cool.
0: Donald Trump. You can use this as a clip to to promote this. <laughs> Um, on the one hand, right, he's insane and everything he does is horrible, right? On the other, thi- other hand, like, for middle America, he has made life better for the everyday man. Mm. It's like dual, like, we can argue both sides. We can argue all the bad shit he's done, but we can also argue the fact that he's actually made life better for a large population of the That's U.S. Very true. So so a, it's just,
1: the, it's the truth that you choose. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's real crazy. And there's
0: also like th- this is also where like that idea of holding both in your own head. Right. You can hold both sides of that argument. Right. Maybe you can choose to act on one and, and whatever. But the fact is like both are true. And so that also helps you sort of helps me like relate to people better.
1: Oh, yeah. I think that's that's the most important thing is like I think that's the number one like the biggest form of like empathy is really just understanding, yeah. like being able to hold two in your head and like, and then more importantly, not taking anything personally. Cause most things aren't like personal vendettas. I don't think, Yeah, you know, so it's real crazy. Um, Mason, there's so much that we can continue to talk about and that I want to talk about. However, we are coming up on an hour and I know that all the listeners have to get to work or to their kids because they've stopped their entire lives just to listen to this podcast. But, I don't know if you know this, but I actually used to like to wrap it up with a bit of advice from the uh, guest to the listener. I don't know if I've done a straight interview in a long time. This was like so much fun. And I think that you have so much knowledge um, that you can share with us. But if you were to, if you are to leave uh, one bit of advice to the listener today, what would it be?
0: Don't believe everything you think.
1: Yes. All right. And where can everybody find you if they want to connect?
0: uh website is mason Lee dot me. instagram is mason Lee dot me. uh yeah those are probably the
1: two main places and twitter is masonly tweets yep
0: yeah thank you for plugging that
1: <laughs> you've been a little bit more active on twitter so i, I have
0: i that. i and i got back i like twitter i, I love went and twitter. cleaned out everything so i'm not just getting a bunch of shit in it yeah And um, it's much more enjoyable for me now, so I want to be on it more.
1: Absolutely. Uh, To the listener, we really appreciate your time and your ear. We hope that you loved the episode. And if you did, we would really appreciate a five-star review. If you didn't like it that much, feel free to stick it to us with a five-star review. But no matter what, be sure to subscribe anyways, because we're going to have a lot of incredible guests just like Mason back on the show. Thank you again, Mason.